You're listening to Understanding Disordered Eating. I'm your host, Rachel Heinemann, licensed mental health counselor. Each week, we explore the deeper meaning of our relationship with food and our body. I interview experts in the field of eating disorders and psychoanalysis to bring you the answers about why you do the things you do and bring you one step closer to a healthier relationship with food and yourself. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello. Episode 66. Today is a really rainy and foggy Tuesday morning. And I join you with my cup of coffee, which is brewed coffee and half and half. Normally my favorite way to go, cold brew or brewed coffee with half and half. No sweetener, unless we're talking about specialty coffees like pumpkin spice latte or something like that. Yum. Anyways, I'm really hoping for your sake that it is not rainy and foggy like it's been for the last, I don't even know how many days over here in New York, but ugh. Today I am answering a question I get so often from you guys, from my clients, really from everywhere, random people who figure out what I do. So I just don't share what I do anymore. Um, <laughs> why don't you endorse intentional weight loss? So I was actually thinking about this. There are so many questions that come in and maybe we should do some question answer sort of situation. So perhaps I'll do another question in the mailing list later this week on Thursday. You can sign up on my show notes, website, et cetera. But either way, if you have questions, you guys, send them in. Send them to my email. Send them to my contact page on my website. Send them to my DMs and we'll circle back and we'll do a podcast episode on it. This one is a really, really important one, especially when I get the guest inquiries for the podcast and they say, oh, hi, I'm a weight loss coach and I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. And I'm like, have you listened to a single episode or watched like one reel? I mean, come on guys. But seriously, if you're asking the question, it is a really good question. The entire world has seemed to endorse weight loss, especially as a means toward health. And it's something that most people equate with attaining health or at least liking their body a little bit more. It's become so normal and sadly is sort of the root of a lot of people's disordered eating. So if we look at how weight loss, or really when I say weight loss, I mean intentional weight loss is counterintuitive when you're trying to heal your relationship with food, then perhaps you can understand this a little bit more broadly and that trying to do both of them at the same time can't work. So I want to say that I preface a lot of these conversations with try it out. And if it doesn't work, you can go back to losing weight. I'll circle back to this point a little bit later, but what I mean by that is they both can't exist in the same world. You can't be trying to lose weight and work toward healing your relationship with food. It doesn't work. It never does. And it can't. Sure. You can heal your relationship with food a little bit. You can increase your consistency with food. You can tap into a little bit more of your hunger and fullness cues. But ultimately, when we're looking at that last X percentage of healing your relationship with food, the getting rid of obsessions and food rules and anxiety around food, that stuff is never going to go away if we try to insert intentional weight loss. So let's think about why somebody would want to lose weight. I think they're coming at it from two different angles, which ultimately in my mind are really intertwined 
but here are the two angles. So either somebody isn't happy with their body and they want to shrink it or sculpt it, or I don't know, whatever word you want to use today, or for supposed health reasons, say their doctor says you're a little overweight, you can lose whatever pounds. So you should lose weight for your health, of course. So there's two separate things. There's more of an aesthetic and then there's more of like a quote, scientific health. I have to, for my well being, sort of thing. So let's break it down. We'll talk about body image and not liking how your body looks first. And then we'll go into the other piece. If your overall goal is to manipulate your body in order to shrink it, then the goal of your food or your intake and your movement will ultimately be that. Even if we sugarcoat it with different reasons, oh, I want to heal my relationship with food, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, if that's your goal, that's going to be driving your decisions. Now with intuitive eating, and when I say intuitive eating, it's not really the only way to heal your relationship with food. I think to me, it's been the direction that every single person I know healing their relationship with food has entered into some sort of intuitive eating way of life. That being said, of course, there's a lot more structure to eating before we can sort of incorporate a lot more of intuitive eating, but that's another conversation. With intuitive eating, or even just making sure that you're eating enough, the whole point is that it allows your body to settle at where it wants to be when it's being fed enough. Every single person has a set point or really a range of weight that their body settles at when they're eating enough food. That set point or set range is not what we want it to be, but it's just sort of what our body wants it to be. And it's largely decided by genetics, which is, you know, not really in our control. And there are other factors. So say someone has a long history of yo-yo dieting, that set point or set range is going to be bumped up. But whatever it is, it's not a number that you and I can decide. Like we just pick a number on the scale and that's our goal. That's not going to happen. Our body doesn't listen to us in that way. So weight loss, intentional weight loss, trying to manipulate your food and movement in order to lose weight will fight your intuitive eating journey and fight your healing your relationship with food. They cannot coexist. I'm not saying that somebody who isn't trying to either maintain, intentionally maintain or intentionally lose weight cannot heal parts of their relationship with food. I think depending on where you're at, there's always room to grow. There's always room to fix your relationship with food. But there's only so far that you can take yourself if your focus is keeping your body where it's at. You cannot possibly practice intuitive eating and listening to your body when it's hungry and stopping when it's full. Well, stopping when it's full is sort of contingent on listening to your body when it's hungry and honoring your cravings. If you think about it, if you're in the mood for something, And there's an option that's quote, lower calorie or quote, healthier for you, which is the one that you're going to go for. And that sabotages your intuitive eating journey. If you're not completely honoring all of your cues and your cravings and going through all of the intuitive eating steps, there are 10 of them. There aren't just one or two. So going back to what I said before, this is the kind of thing that I would really recommend trying out And if it fails, go back to it, go back to losing weight. 
So when I say trying it, I mean completely putting aside your desire to lose weight. And of course, working with a dietitian is going to be so, so important. And a dietitian that specializes in intuitive eating or eating disorders, because a lot of this becomes vague if we're talking about generalized rules. And very often we need a personalized approach to this. But point being is try it. Try not try the not losing weight route. See what happens. And then if it doesn't work, you can always go back to your diets if that makes you happy. So first of all, you know me, I question the premise of that entire thing. What is health? And how are we trying to prescribe health based on a weight loss diet? I think a lot of the problems that people face with their health can be connected with how they're eating, but they're probably connected with a lot of other things that are not contingent on weight loss. So even if we're talking about that the food has everything to do with your health problems, and I'm not sort of saying that that's true, but even so, we know that diet failure rate is so high that pursuing intentional weight loss will not work. And so if we think about that, let's just say, plays devil's advocate that the food is the problem, then we do need to incorporate maybe different behaviors with your food, but not in a diet way. So for example, what I've heard from a lot of doctors and dietitians is that incorporating more vegetables, if you're kind of person who eats zero vegetables ever might be really helpful or fruits. If you don't like vegetables at all, like none of them, then perhaps we need to do a little bit of exposure because there are a lot, a lot of vegetables and fruits out there. But point being is if there is something that is that needs to be changed so drastically to increase some of the fiber or the nutrients in your diet, then yeah, let's increase that. And instead of saying, let's take this other thing away. Or if you're the kind of person that does not move at all, like you park your car outside of your house, you drive to work, you take zero steps, literally sit and do nothing, then maybe parking a block away is going to be really, really helpful for you. So, you know, the, the suggestion of incorporating more fruits and vegetables does not apply to you if you're having three salads a day. Sorry, not for you. Or incorporating more movement is not for you if you're working out seven days a week for an hour. Like, no, that doesn't apply to you. But maybe incorporating more healthy behaviors like increasing your sleep and targeting your stress, like going to therapy is something for you. Bottom line is that when we're thinking about our health, we really have to take a bird's eye view. We have to take so many steps backwards to think about how can I pursue health if that is a thing that I am interested in? And how can I think about this a little bit more broadly, incorporating new things that can help me as opposed to taking things away. And I think when we focus on dieting and weight loss, we completely lost the point of health because so many people lose weight because they're actually unhealthy, whether they have an eating disorder or they have some sort of disease that takes away their appetite or just makes them shed weight. Like (laughs) that can be a really unhealthy thing too. So I think this is always me question the premise of everything to begin with. Don't just take anything with great assault. But I will say that a lot of this stuff, these recommendations, just because you've heard it, just because a nutritionist has said it, and just because every single person at work has said it doesn't mean that it's true. So I guess the next time that somebody reaches out to me and says, oh, can I be a podcast guest and I'm a weight loss coach? I'll just send them to episode 66 because 
Here's the answer. Before we wrap up, I wanted to emphasize that this is not an easy thing, of course. When we live in a world that focuses on weight loss and that weight loss means health and thinness means beauty and success and all the things that it means, it's really, really hard to give this up. Basically, you're swimming upstream. Like you're part of the minority. So many people are telling you to lose weight, especially if you naturally live in a larger body. And I'm not saying, oh my gosh, like it's so easy, guys. Let's just don't lose weight. It's terrible. But I will say this if you're living in enough distress with your relationship with food, and there's so much anxiety and so much obsession around food, then we owe it to you to at least try it. And then we can worry about the rest of it later. We can work toward positive body image later. This is the kind of thing that there are so many different prongs to healing your relationship with food that, you know, of course, working with providers who specialize in this are going to be, is going to be really, really important. But I think for us to think about that, it's going to be an easy journey for you and just accept a lot of the things that I'm saying today. I know that's not going to be easy. And I know that it's going to go back and forth. And there are some days where you're like, what am I doing? This is absolutely nuts. And then ultimately, when you do heal your relationship with food, maybe you'll come back and tell me I was right. Not that I need to be right, but you know. You made it to the end. Thank you for listening. Every single one of your downloads means so much to me. If this conversation is leaving you wanting more, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. You'll have the opportunity to reply back directly to me over there. Can't wait to see you in your inbox.